Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Two hyper ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for ovens when you're waking Bacon, no faking, I only smoke Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Hits Podcast HQ up in this bitch yes sir yes sir we back with another album review this week i know we've been you know delaying the album reviews a little bit but we back this week with another album review yeah. and this week you know it was my choice to make the picks this week so um for this episode we're gonna be reviewing the new locks album which is called living off experience just came out a couple weeks ago man you know as, if you guys have been listening you know throughout this whole time you know that me and koopa are really big locks fans all the, all the way around we love chic we love Styles, we love Kiss, we love everybody. So, you know, this is definitely an album that when we saw it came out, you know, I, I, I you know, referred it, uh, you know, brought it up and Cooper was like, definitely, let's, let's rock with that. Oh, yeah. And honestly, it was really great to listen to this album because it made me, it made me re, I don't want to say like rediscover or redefine why I love the locks, but it made me like, and I don't want to say re- made me remember why I like the locks because I've always loved the locks and I've always like rocked hard for them. But it's just like, it's like, yes, this is, I feel like this is kind of what, kind of what music is missing right now. Cause we don't really have this, this element of, of hip hop where it's just like, I'm not saying like it's just the straight gutter street shit, but it's just the style and the inflection that these niggas can bring on a track. Like it's just not something that's currently in the industry. Nah, for sure. And honestly, on, on top of that, you know, you have the, uh, the chemistry that a group like the locks has, you know, they, them being together for over 20 years at this point uh, is incredible. When you look at all the groups in hip hop, you know, there's always been some sort of, for the most part, for most, you know, rap groups, there's been some sort of falling out between group members or, you know, something happens it, almost in every rap group that I could think of, just about every one of them. Yeah. Um, but I feel like one of the more consistent, uh, loyal rap groups in, in, in all of hip hop and rap in general have 100% been the locks. That's true. I feel like that's why they, you know, they have a certain amount of uh, respect in the industry. Mm-hmm. That like no matter what anybody says, I don't, I don't care. You're, you're a new rapper, old rapper. I feel like everybody has respect for, uh, you know, all three members of the lot. That's very true. And like you said, they're one of the the few groups in hip hop, even though they often always been active together as a group, to not break up. Like period. Yeah. At you, no you point. You've never heard of falling out between Sheik and Styles or kissing and Sheik or kissing Styles. So it's just chemistry, which, you know, we'll talk about in some of the songs where they, they, they do the, a lot of the, the back and forth flows where it'll be Styles and, and Jada or also Sheik will come in too. He'll, he'll also join in on that, which, you know, they, it's funny because everybody says it's the the kissing and, 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 and Styles flow. But the truth is, if you really listen to the locks, you would know that a lot of them songs, Sheik was also, you know, going back and forth in a lot of them and a lot of songs, including a lot of the joints like on the Styles P album. Exactly. But Sheik Luch is one of the most underrated rappers just for the fact that I feel like people always overlook him when they talk about the locks. When they talk about the locks, everybody always pulls out Styles and Kiss. And don't get me wrong, they're my favorites too. Mm-hmm. But you gotta give Sheik his credit, man. And he he showed out this album. No, I'm telling yeah, I was gonna say this is definitely an album where he showed the hell out. And um I forgot what I was gonna say originally, but let's just go ahead and go into it. <laughs> that three second memory. 
Y'all know how we do this shit, man. We gonna we actually gonna go through every uh track on this album since it's not too long of an album. And since we liked it so much, uh, so we get to talk about the songs that we like. We'll, we might talk about a couple things we didn't like if we have it there. Yeah. And yeah, so let's dive into it. All right. All right. So let's just start off with the first track, which is uh, "Give It To Him," and we got Jada Kiss on the on the hook here, sounding as 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 raspy as ever. Mm-hmm. Beat is very gritty. You know, it just speaks out gritty to me. It just sounds like a a locks kind of beat to me. I, th- I thought it was a really good um, a really good track to set it off. I think everybody can correct. Man, I don't know. I think it was very high energy. This is this is what I want from the Locks album. You know, and, and again, to add to what you were saying earlier about what's missing or whatever, is this feeling right here. This mm-hmm. is pretty near. And, and, and again, you know, even in their in their oh, I don't want to say old age, but in their older age, you still feel feel the grit, the grittiness, and, and it doesn't feel forced. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the one thing that, that I will say, um, and it's probably gonna be an ongoing theme when this review is that none of this feels forced. It feels very genuine. It feels very good. The chemistry is there between all three of the Locks members, and uh, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about this song. I think it was a really good song to start the album off. I agree with you. It has that grimy, spacey sound that you would normally get from those old-school Locks stuff. And then I had yeah. to go look it up, and of course, this the first track is produced by Swiss Beats, so of course, you're oh, okay. going to get that sound because he knows how to produce for the Locks. Like, he just right. does. The only one that I want to say that is I think that Jada was a little more calm in his rhyming on this compared to Styles and compared to Sheik. But yeah. Sheik murdered this joint. Sheik had the best verses on this track, in my opinion. He came out the gate swinging like, oh, y'all niggas forgot who the fuck Sheik Luch is. Like, yeah. No, no, for sure. For sure. And again, that, that's something that, you know, we could probably have a whole conversation on, on, on a regular episode about about how Sheik is, just has so many underrated verses all throughout the locks we history. Just, we might just have to go and like have an episode dissecting the locks for real. But like, you know, I'm gonna be real with you though. All real locks fans know this. Like, oh yeah. If, if you, you're not a real locks fan if you don't acknowledge that Sheik, he's has so many really good verses that like, I don't know for whatever reason flies over people's heads. Because even, even in one of the songs later on, I would say that it's probably one of the more mainstream sounding songs, if you want to even call it that, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Sheik sounded the best on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we'll get to, we'll get to that song in a little bit. Yeah, so number one, uh, give it to him. I think it was a really good way to start the album off. I think all three of them can correct. I think the hook was dope. The beat was dope. And I don't, I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They did their thing on this joint. It was a great way to open the album. I have no complaints about it. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's go into number two, Move. The beat was okay for me. It does sound dated, and I will admit that there's more than one track on here that sounds like it's dated. Like, either they purposely made it sound old school, or they just found something that was in the crates they hadn't used and was like, oh, this joint hot. Let's refix it a little bit and go ahead and put it out. Um, But, I mean, honestly, like I said, it's a straight, sounds like it's straight out of the 90s, but at the same time, each member kills this song, too. Like, there's no, there's just nothing to say about this song like they just get on here and they spaz the fuck out and, and this is one of those great songs where they all three of them will rap on the verse so they'll have they'll each have you know their, their short verses but they'll you know pretty much the tag team type of joints the uh the, the kissing and she and, and styles flow mm-hmm. plus Sheik, which is really good on this and I, again to what you were saying earlier i feel like Sheik had one of the be- if not I, I think kiss probably had the best verse on this on this song to me but Sheik was up there too. Mm-hmm. And I think Sheik just comes with the right energy. 
his voice, I think, is really good for just in general for rapping. But I feel like for a lot of these beats, it just fits really well. Very true. And uh, his his energy, I feel like, is is is, is something that's really unmatched when it comes to all three of the locks. I feel like he has probably the best. Oh yeah, the most energy. hype energy. Yeah, the most hype energy out of exactly out of the three of them. But yeah, again, I agree. You know, you got Styles on the hook. I think the hook could have been a little better, to be honest, mm-hmm. but it was okay. Um, I think overall, the rapping during the verses did it for me. You know, anytime I get three or two good verses from all three of the yeah. I'm fine with that. But I mean, that's sometimes that's always, like, I don't want to say it's always been a problem, but it is sometimes an issue when it comes to a song with the locks where they'll have a really, really lazy chorus. But the rest yeah. of the song is so dope that you just don't think about the chorus being that lazy. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. For sure. Exactly. No, and, and, and honestly, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I would call it lazy per se but yeah i just feel like it, it, it's it's a little it's not exactly to my liking all the way mm-hmm. you know what i mean but 100 but i feel like the rapping 100 makes up for it no, no question oh yeah for sure let's go on to number three uh, which is about shit featuring dmx the dog y'all you know what it is um, we, we, i mean I, I don't know about you man but I usually like to start from the beginning, mm-hmm. but I went straight to this song when I first seen out. <laughs> this just it just screamed out because because on top of the fact that I had heard that this is a really good song on from you know when, when it had released a couple of days earlier, and I'm not disappointed at all. Honestly, you know I hadn't really heard too much DMX shit. I mean I know he hasn't really been putting out shit, but. He's done a couple of verses here and there, which honestly I haven't really paid too much attention to. Mm-hmm. But this is probably the first uh, DMX verse and hook that I've heard in a really long time. And I think the beat fitted perfectly. I think it was a perfect beat for a DMX hook. Oh yeah. And, and just it, and obviously with with him starting on a the hook there, it kind of sets it off. It sets the energy off. Styles got the first verse, and then you know uh, everybody else coming later. I think uh, DMX comes in after Styles, and it, it just keeps it going. And, and the energy is high, and I think it's a really dope song. Man. This joint gave me like literally like 1998 DMX vibes. Yeah, this is what that song gave me from him. Although this does re- this song did remind me what I forgot la- what I was saying earlier. The fact that all of them seem to have like their voices. I don't want to say their voices have changed, but like Jada's isn't as raspy as it normally is during stuff. You know, Styles isn't quite as as deep and raspy as it normally is. And then you know, DMX didn't have that quite didn't wasn't consistent with the raspy style of his voice. So like I can tell it's just you know probably just a, a product of them getting older. Maybe they just can't maintain that for that long anymore. But it was just something right. that I did notice because I remember listening to one track and. I couldn't tell if it was like I want to say uh, on the it's a later track I couldn't tell if it was like Conway the Machine or if it was Styles that was rapping at the same point because they sounded almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. But I mean, it's it's not a bad thing. It's just something that I noticed, and I'm just like maybe I should have saved that to the end of the episode when we talk about random shit. But right, it was right, just right. I it came back in my head, so I was like, let me get it out now. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Honestly, that that is something that like if if you listen to especially a lot of the the super early lock shit, a lot of like the early freestyles particularly Jada Kiss, I would actually say, I mean, I, I feel like he's gotten a little bit more raspy just as time has gone on in general. Because uh-huh. uh, if, if you listen to like a lot of uh, a lot of his younger, younger shit, uh, I don't know that you could just, they sound really young. And same thing with Styles, you know, Styles definitely sounds uh, different a little bit. Not, I think not as much as Kiss, but um, definitely you can hear it in him as well. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. But, um, but yeah, nah, this, song, this song was really dope. I, I really liked I think it uh it fulfilled whatever 
uh, urge we all had to hear a DMX and Lock song. Hell it yeah. It definitely had a We Are the Streets Rough Riders vibe to it. So yes. No <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, number four, Testify. Again, this beat is okay, but this one I really was not a huge fan of. It's definitely a more serious song. And I do like the song, but again, this, this chorus to me is a little kind, is kind of basic, but it doesn't really take away from the flows that they give on the song because yeah. everybody still flows viciously on it. Again, I just think that the chorus is a little basic. It could have been a little bit better. And to me, like, just, I, I wasn't a fan of like the beat to that, to that degree. No, I agree. I, I think it was definitely a, a change up, more of like a slower paced, more serious song. And obviously, just a more deeper, introspective, you know, type of song uh-huh. uh, than, than the last couple songs. But yeah, I agree. If, if I had to pick a song that I didn't like out of here, I guess I'd, I'd probably have to go with this one. Uh-huh. I think the hook was a little, it dragged on a little bit. You know what I mean? It yeah. dragged on a little bit. And I don't know. I just wasn't the biggest fan of it. I liked, I liked some of the, some of the verses, but it, again, it just didn't really call out to me. I agree. I think this is probably one of the songs that I would probably skip if any on this joint, but it, it'll probably be this one for sure. Yeah. I agree with you. So, okay. Let's go on to number five, which is a uh, miss you feature, featuring T-Pain. Uh-huh. I thought this was a really good song. I really like T-Pain's hook on here. I wasn't really sure what to expect when I saw the name T-Pain and the song miss you. You know, somebody you might think. You might think, oh, this is a girl song. Yeah. This is the rock song. But, you know, complete opposite. This is definitely one of the more introspective songs in the album and definitely more of a deeper, deeper uh, message to it. You know, talking about people ain't going to miss you when you're gone living, living the street life. So it's definitely a more intro, uh, introspective song. I really like Sheik's verse on here. I think his verse was really dope. And yeah, I, th- I think it was a really dope song. And, and, and I really do think that if this was, if it had the right push, which I don't think it would just because I don't see you know, no major label getting behind the locks and pushing them to have like a record song <laughs> yeah. or a, a radio song. Sad to say, but <laughs> but I could see this song being somewhat of like a radio song. I feel like it sounds pretty newish, and, and the hook was dope. I really liked it actually. I liked it too, and I was actually really, really surprised by T Pain on this song because you know me, I'm not a big fan of auto tune. But mm. even with the auto tune, I thought T Pain did an amazing job on this song. Although I, there's a couple of points on there uh, in the chorus where it sounds like he's just a little offbeat. But mm. I give it to him. <laughs> I still give it to him. And the beat is pretty dope. Again, old school sounding. Like that's like a, a theme with this album is that a lot of the beats are just really old school sounding. I think Styles is ridiculously uh, energetic throughout the entire thing. Of course, him and Jada are both on point. And Sheik is just smooth as fuck on this song. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, he like again, Sheik is literally just moving his way through this album and is just like smacking you in the face with his dick talking about y'all forgot who the fuck i am nah real shit though real shit nah honestly and and it's funny because everybody like at least all the interviews that i've heard you know uh sheik is always like the one who like when when the locks get into a fight he's the one who who niggas go after first he's the biggest nigga so he's always the one who takes the the fall for everybody else mm-hmm. but I, I i feel like again it's definitely t- I, I feel like it's time to give sheik his roses while he's still here past time uh, for sure one of one of I'm telling you, man, like he's he, he definitely comes correct. I, I agree with you. I think he had a lot of good a lot of good verses on this album, and this is definitely one of them. I thought this one was really dope. Okay. All right, number six is called Story, and it's actually produced by another huge producer in hip hop. It's produced by Knotts, and the beat again is an old school sounding beat, but it's still vicious as shit. I love that there isn't a chorus on this joint. It's literally just telling us the three of them telling a story 
going back and forth telling their parts of the story and I fucking love I love it when they do songs like this I love it when rappers do songs like this this is my favorite way I mean this is one of my favorite songs on this album this is like my favorite way to listen to the locks do shit is when they just all go together and it's like okay she got six bars then kiss go for six bars there's no chorus and then styles come in for like it, it six. makes sense it's connected exactly it's so vicious that the way that they did this song, I think it's one of the best put together songs on this album. I agree 100%. The, the beat, like you said, I actually have never heard of, of that producer, but um, really dope beat. Definitely older sounding beat, but not, dope as shit nonetheless. And, and again, you know, to, to, to add what you were saying, the storytelling is really dope on here. Uh, you know, you got Styles gets kidnapped and Sheik and, and, and kids go looking for him with, with half of crack and shit did and you know come, come to find out come to find out it was a movie that they were shooting so <laughs> it, it's just it's it, 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 all right it, it but but see you know it's funny the thing about it is i feel like they they're so dope in their rhyming though that they made that shit sound so dope because it sounds like it doesn't sound when you hear the premise of it it doesn't sound super great but i feel like the way that they did it really dope premise with it really dope back and forth between kiss and chic on the phone mm-hmm. you hear kiss over the phone and their back and forth makes sense. That's that's one of the things that these back and forth songs need to do is they need to make sense. They need to be cohesion in the song. Exactly. And obviously, when you got the locks, you're gonna have that. That's the 100 percent you're gonna have. And I think they they killed this shit. I think, uh, like you said, there was no hook needed. This is definitely a storytelling at its finest by three of New York's finest. Exactly. And you can kind of tell, at least to my ear, you can tell that they were all together in the studio when they did this song. Because there's no way you can do a song like this and not be together with the people that you're doing it with. Like, to me, it makes it, it would make it infinitely harder to try and chop all of this up and edit it together or, you know, how, however you would want to try and do it. Like, they had to be together. And since it's the locks, you pretty much figure that they're together in the studio for this shit anyway because they're mad old school they already have their own studio so why wouldn't they all just go to their studio you know what i'm saying no i agree i agree yeah really really dope song and uh honestly what again i agree with you one of my favorites on this album so uh let's go on to uh number seven which is due to me featuring jeremiah uh-huh. and yes this is the uh the girl song for those of y'all that are wondering yes it is scott uh- storage produced <laughs> Oh, is it Scott Storch produced? Yes, sir. Okay, well we got we got Scott Storch on the joint as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty big names there, Jeremiah Scott Storch. Yep. Uh, I, I thought this one was dope. I thought it was dope. You know, obviously, you know when you hear Locks and the Girl song, you're gonna get a certain type of song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But 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 it, it is a decent song. I, I like the hook was okay, and and again, I like Sheik's verses on here. Sheik's verse on here. I yeah. think Sheik's verse was probably one of the better ones, to be honest. I was just getting ready to say that. Sheik definitely, to me, had the best verse on this joke. Jada, to me, I, I and I hate to say it, but I I thought Jada's verse was a little blah. Like, yeah, it was I, cool, but it just wasn't what I expect when I hear Raspy spit. You know, it's just not what I expect. Styles' verse kind of picks up where Jada's verse dropped the ball. If you kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. you know, she comes out, kills it. Jada's just kind of huh, in the middle, but Styles picks that joint up and keep and you know finishes the race strong with that joint. Uh, to me, again, I, I'm I, I like the song, I like the beat, but to me, that was the only thing that I nitpick on that song is the fact that just Jada just almost sounded disinterested. Now I'm gonna be real with you. I, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's nitpicking because I feel like, to be honest, it was kind of lazy because all Jada really did was just try to do the same thing that Jeremiah was doing on the hook, mm-hmm. but just changing up like the same melody, but just changing up the words. 
Yeah. So again, you know, this isn't a singing rapper. Jada Kiss has never been the singing type of rapper. So I, I feel like it sounded kind of gimmicky. And, and, and Jada Kiss isn't somebody who's a gimmicky kind of rapper. Yeah, because so all the I, times, all the times that I've heard him try to be that gimmicky rapper where he's trying to sound like everybody else or trying to have like an inflection of a, of a newer artist, he sounds terrible. Like, at least in my opinion, like it doesn't sound, maybe the lyrics aren't bad, but just the way that he says them is just like, dog, that's not you. Why are you trying to do that? And I hate seeing older artists trying to like, spit the way that newer artists spit now it's like you already have your flow we know how you are which we know that you're nice with this why are you trying to fit into their lane when you are already in this lane and you created the lane that they're in yeah for sure i I agree but overall i think it was a it was a it was a pretty good song yeah i thought it was i thought it was dope and uh i I don't think it's a bad song at all Mm -hmm. i agree all right uh number eight is uh comeback and this one is produced by static selector so another big guy on the on the beat. Um, this beat pretty is dope as fuck, huh? Pretty big producers on this uh, on this album. Oh yeah, lots of big producers on here. But yeah, no, this this song is pretty dope. Again, the trio, all of them, kill their verses. Yeah. I still think that even though uh, Jada had a good verse as to end it, because you know usually you want your strongest verse to end it. But honestly, right. again, I kind of got to give it to she. She did his thing on this joint and killed. He killed the hook too, and I feel yeah. like he. You know, he did that thing where he kind of goes back and forth with, with the sample, and I think that was really dope. He also did that in his verse, which I thought was really dope as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I feel like, you know, everybody had had a dope verse, but I, I just feel like Sheik, I don't know, man. He just coming with the right energy. His hook, on he was dope on the hook, and I, I just feel like it was a really dope song. And I, I really like the beat, too. I think it was a really dope beat. Yeah, no, the beat was disgusting. I, I fucked with the beat. I've always liked Static Selector as a producer. He usually picks really really good shit and when he's producing for people so like i i fuck with him like i think that he's incredible like not a lot of people know him i'm sure that there are songs like i can't think of the biggest songs that he's produced off the top of my head but he's worked with a lot of people mostly underground he doesn't really work with too many people that are that are big big but like he'll work with people like of course the locks who are not underground but like you know not pop pop popular where you know everybody knows right. people know who they are but they're there's not jay-z level you know what i'm saying Right, no, I agree. And that's I just kind of the lane that Static kind of decides to, like, stay in. Yeah, no, and honestly, you know, whatever works, especially in this case when you have a group as great as the Locks, you know, if you can get that shit, if you can keep that shit going, then, you know, why not? Exactly. All right, let's go on to number nine, Think of the Locks featuring West Side Gun and Benny the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is a collab I think both you and I were uh, looking forward to. Yes. I haven't listened to too much West Side Gun, but definitely listened to a lot of Benny the Butcher. Definitely listened to a good amount of Conway the Machine. Uh, both really dope. I think all three of them are really dope in general. So I couldn't, I couldn't wait to see this. I couldn't wait to see the locks. Pretty much the, the, the past and, and the present combined uh, as far as bringing that grittiness. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like Griselda, there's a lot that, that kind of shows the locks to me. I feel like there's a lot of loyalty between those guys. I feel like there's obviously a lot of good bars coming from all three of those guys. Same shit as the locks. You know what I mean? So I feel like in a lot of ways, they both kind of, um, it's almost like they're passing up the torch. And I feel like that's, that's kind of what happened here. Uh, I thought, I thought the, the hook was dope. I thought the beat was dope. And I thought all, all, I guess four verses were dope because I feel like, I think it was all three of the locks and Benny Butcher had a verse on here. And you had, uh, West Side Gun on the, on the hook. And I thought that joint was dope, man. I thought it was dope. I thought the beat was dope. And I, I'm not mad at it. No, I agree with you. I thought it was dope all the way around. I would have loved to see West Side spit a verse because like you, I've just never heard 
anything really by him. I've heard him featured on a couple of things. Right. But other than that, I think it's maybe like two projects I've, se- I've, I've seen him featured on. So I would have loved to see an actual verse by him. And again, this was, this was produced by Large Professor. So yet another big producer on this joint. But nah, I thought this joint was incredibly vicious. I always enjoy fucking Benny the Butcher's uh, verses. You got me on that nigga from now on. So <laughs> I can't even fake on that. But um, it's definitely an old school sounding ass beat. I like the old style sounding of the chorus. Again, it sounds like something straight out of the 90s. And again, I agree with you. They are very much, the whole Griselda crew is very much in the same vein as the Locks. And, yeah. but it's just the newer version of them. And like you said, it is a lot like them passing the torch. Cause I mean, I figured, look, once you do a group, once you do two groups that sound a lot like the, like, the, like each other and one's a newer group, even though like the style of hip hop is completely different now. Yeah. Carry this torch, nigga. Y'all have the ability to do yeah. what we do. No, for sure. And, and you know, again, that it just kind of, the Locks are, what the Locks are. And I feel like, I really hope a lot of people pay attention to what the, you know, the locks, how they've handled themselves in the limelight and just in general in their career is that you don't have to study your morals. You don't have to go about, you know, who you are to still remain afloat and to still have the respect of your peers because, you know, the locks always bring this up in interviews. They're like, think of all the people that came out when the locks came out. Yeah. A good amount of them are done. Yeah. They're, they're, they're broke. They're, they don't have no bread. They're, and and, and they, they either you know sold out in some type of way or people don't got no respect for them or something but yeah. it's something but, but you, you you can't say nothing about the locks man yeah no no bull for sure like they are one of the most well-respected groups in hip-hop again a group that has never broken up we've never heard about problems in the locks and if it, i'm sure if they were problems they stayed within the group and no one ever heard about them like right. that's yeah. just how these niggas roll and they're about their shit and now they're even more about their business so like yeah, yeah it it was yeah. cool it was vicious to be a gang it was, it was vicious to be a fan of the locks when they were just about their gangster but now that they're about their business because it's like okay we're not really worried about being gangster anymore we've already established that now right. we're on to being businessmen and getting shit done and maintaining and they have consistently done that through 20 years especially like in the last i want to say even mostly stronger like in the last five to seven years yeah, because they've been putting out EPs, they've been putting out mixtapes. Again, the Locks has just been together. They've they've put out so much material, and then people just—I don't understand why people sleep on them. For real, these are them niggas that started this. They helped to start this genre of shit. Like, re- put some respect on their name, dog. Like, for real. No, 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 no question. And you know that's why. Again, I, I'm just glad that people they might sleep on them in the sense of like bringing them up in in, in the top you know, rappers conversations, but I feel like at the end of the day, I, I mean, I, I hope I don't run into a real hip hop fan or just somebody, even, even if you're not a per se hip hop fan, but if you're, you know, if you're in the culture or whatever, I feel like a lot of people have that genuine respect for the locks and just the fact that they haven't, they, they've stuck to their guns and they haven't tried to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah, so. no, 100% agree. All right, uh, number 10, My America featuring Oswin Benjamin, who I have no idea who that is. I've never heard of this person. Oh, yeah. But he's got a great sounding singing voice. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Yo, that shit sounded really crisp and clean on this shit, though. I will say that. It's the second slow song on the album. Again, another reflective song about loss of, loss of loved one, um, from, and every, and loss of shit from, you know, the drug days, violence, suicide, all of that different type of shit. It covers so many different aspects between the three of them. It's a deceptively happy song, though, in my opinion, from what I took from it. Uh, despite all of the subject matter and the overall theme, it's like the overall theme is we will survive it. 
or we survived yep. it, we can survive whatever. So to me, yep. even, I mean, you know, we were, we survived it, even though it fundamentally changed how we were from the, by the, how we are from that experience. So right. to me, again, yeah, it's a deep song. It's kind of a sad song, but at the same time, it's more of a happy song because it's like, yeah, all this shit happened, yet here we are. Yeah, no, and honestly, man, one of my favorite songs on, on the album, just based off of, you know, like you said, I, I feel like the hook is very nicely saying. Glad that they got somebody who could sing the sing the hook and just really do do it justice. For sure. And honestly, to be completely honest, this almost feels like the soundtrack to our life right now. You know what I mean? Like a lot of us, like like the hook says, I'm fucking tired. You know, we're tired of a lot of everything that we're seeing on, on TV with, you know, how uh, police brutality is still a thing. Obviously, racism, everything on top of that coronavirus, on top of that, our day to day bullshit that life throws at us. And mm-hmm. a lot of us feel how this song feels and i feel like i don't know i feel like this this song definitely hit a couple struck a couple couple nerves and i feel like it was definitely a very introspective song some of my favorite styles songs are those deep introspective joints and uh you know anytime that he comes correct with that and obviously the rest of the locks you know i'm I'm a fan of that and um while i do feel like the song might have been a little long uh, i feel like just because of the of the bridge of the song and then the hook and everything I feel like, but but I, I feel like it adds to it and it, it gives it a nice dimension to it. So I'm not mad at that at all. But uh, yeah, I, I like this song. I, I think I think like I said, it, it kind of engulfs everything that's going on right now. And uh, and like you said, it, it, it gives you that feeling that you know, even though we're going through some shit, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make it through it. Sure. Exactly, exactly. So let's go on to number eleven, which is Network. Again, this is another one of those songs that it is just spitting straight, straight the lock spitting. You start off with Sheik and then you go in. Tag team uh, Kiss comes in and Styles. And I thought this was really dope. I thought this is vintage locks. This almost sounded like a. This really sounded. It, it had the vibe of like a Hot 97 Funk Flex freestyle. You know, yeah. what I mean? like a old, like the 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 old 97, like actually from 1997 joint. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it kind of had that feeling, that vibe to it. Both everybody went in on this. Show. Yeah, it was essentially like one of those songs where it was just like you know we're in a cipher. Go ahead, pass the mic. That's exactly yeah. what it was. And I, I, again, it's another one of my favorite songs on here. Like you know, no no need for a fucking chorus. Just like you know, pass the joint along and keep going. Like I fuck with songs like that so much. I just I could listen to that over just the entire day, just over and over and over. No, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I mean, like you said, I, th- I thought this was really well done, and I thought it was I thought it was dope. And for the first time, we have the locks rapping about you know some flashy shit, which I think they did well. You know, obviously they're talking about their money and net worth and all that shit. Oh, yeah. So I, th- I thought Sheik started kicked that off and did that really well. I th- thought that was really dope. Nah, I agree with you. Sheik just continues to dr- drag his nuts across everybody's forehead on this album. Like <laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying, dog, and I would even say he does that with the next song, which is Dutchy Dutchy. I mean, it's still the 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 uh. By all means, sir. By all means. But dirty, dirty, or Dutchy Dutchy, depending yep. on where you're from. Uh, featuring Dice Payne. Uh, no, actually, featuring Clay Doug. Is that what his name is? I thought they said it was Dice Payne somewhere else. I yeah, don't that's know. that's the, the next song. Oh, okay. Where? Maybe I just misread that. So, what was his yeah. name? Clay Dub. My bad. Yeah, Clay Dub. <laughs> Uh, again, I'm not sure who it is. I'm guessing it's it's uh, Afrobeat artist. Yeah. But nonetheless, yes, we have the locks on an Afrobeat song, y'all. And this, this, this threw me all the fucking way off. I'm not even hey. fucking lying. I was like, this is like some old popish type shit. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Right. So I didn't hear this song first. 
like knowing it was the locks. Like at first, you know, I was I was trying to review the album, and then I stopped, and then I just put my all my music on shuffle, and this song came on, and when I first heard it. I was like, oh, this is this must be like a random song from like an Afrobeat artist that I have in my library. Yeah. And when I, you know, when I when I started, when I actually looked at it and seen it was the locks joint, I was like, oh shit, the locks got on the Afrobeat joint. And it was just, I, I don't know. At first, I, I really didn't know how to feel about it until I first heard she get on it. Yeah. And let me just say, I'm gonna I'm I'm just, this might be a hot take. But this nigga Sheik need to do an Afrobeat album, dog. I'm telling you, he need, to, he need to tap in with that market because his shit just sounds good over, like his voice and his energy sounds good over these kind of beats. And I feel like it sounded really, really good, honestly, to no, be honest. Like, it really did. I mean, I thought that they all rode the beat really well. Because, I mean, I would be, you'd be more inclined to definitely hear Jada on something like this versus either Styles or Sheik. I think Styles would be the one that kind of sound, not like not saying that he did, but he sounded the little most tri- he sounded the most tripped up by it. Oh yeah, uh, where sure. he wasn't he wasn't the most comfortable. Nah, I'm gonna I'm just be I'm gonna be even more blunt with that. And, and y'all know to me Styles is to me he's he's I don't know if he's the he's the goat to me, but he's definitely in the conversations of the goat to me. Yeah. So I have no problem giving this criticism. I, I felt like Styles felt uncomfortable on this song. I felt like he probably didn't want to do this song. And the reason I say that is because a lot of his lines sounded kind of generic and he kind of just wanted to get this shit over with. On the other hand, I feel like both Kiss and Sheik, their lines were pretty dope. I feel like a lot of them, you know, Kiss, like you said, rode the beat really nicely. And I feel like Sheik did as well. But I, I agree. I feel like Styles, you could tell this wasn't his comfort area. You could tell that he wanted to get the fuck out of this joint as soon as he could. Because his verse was really short. Yeah. His verse was probably like maybe, maybe eight bars, if that. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it was nowhere near as long as the others. But um, it was still a good song, though. I really have to applaud them for trying something different. And, oh, yeah. and for the most part, succeeding at it for really, for really. I, no, again, and, and I'm glad that they actually got somebody who apparently is a, a Afrobeat artist mm-hmm. to actually lay the foundation of the song. That way it isn't no, like, it, 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 that way it sounds pretty genuine, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't sound like they're trying to do something crazy, crazy. Even though, who would, if you would have told me the locks on an Afro beat or a dance hall type of beat back in 2000, I would have told you you're fucking crazy. I was like, you get the fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> but, but, but I'm telling you, this shit works. It works. So I, I like this song. That's what's up. All right. Yeah, now I fuck with that song too. All right, number 13 is Commitment, which features Dice Payne, correctly this yep. time. I love the sample. It's again just old school as fuck sounding, or like late '90s, early 2000s. It's like the soul, like I guess not the second love song on the album. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love hearing the different, the three different perspectives on like love and relationship and family from the three members because they're For so sure. different, but yet they still lead to the exact same premise. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like, exactly. yeah. I I really enjoyed that, and it's just like hearing some grown man shit for real for real like you know like old older rappers like you know we're used to hearing them rap about this but now that they're rapping about shit that they that's important to them at at this point in their lives and it's just i think it's really good to hear it's really it's a, just another thing of, of growth you know what i'm saying no for sure and i honestly i i feel like you hear that all throughout this album um not not just on this song um but definitely on this song the the growth not only as as rappers but as men that you know the locks are, are showing uh a lot, you know we we the locks first came out into the scene as teenagers really 
And, you know, now they're, you know, grown men with families and, uh, you know, they're, they're showing a lot of that through a lot of songs on here. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like this is a lot of more, of, a lot more of a grown man type of song. And, but I really like the hook. I think Dice Payne did a really good job on the, on the hook. I think his, his voice sounds really nice on it. And, uh, I like the song. I actually, I actually really like the song. I agree. So let's go on to the last song of the album, which is number 14, Loyalty and Love. And I thought this song was a really dope way to end the album. I thought this was a really dope song. All three of them killed it. Obviously talking about the loyalty and love that the locks have together all these years. And I thought it was really dope, man. I thought it was a really dope way to just encapsulate everything that the locks really stands for, which is loyalty and love at the end of the day. You know, you have these niggas that continue to, you know, ride for each other. Uh, a lot of their business ventures, you know, they're, they're doing it together. And it just shows that over the years, this is what the locks are. This is who they are. And I, like I said, I feel like this really encapsulates what they stand for and, and, and what this album really is. So I, I thought this was a really dope way to end the album. I agree. We've always been hearing the locks talk about loyalty. So it's really not far outside of a realm that you, you know, think about something that they would do. But um, again, I thought this, like you said, I thought the song was a, it was a good way to end the album. You know me, I like to end it on a little more of a, uh, a high energy note so i probably would have switched this with the uh well i would have had this the second to last and then probably put the afro afro beat joint at the end just to kind of like knock your head off okay that's uh, just me nah, personally dude. that's just me personally okay. <laughs> but i think it's got it's got a short but a catchy chorus lyrically like you said all three of them kill it but yeah no i feel like it was a, it was a pretty good way to end the album again it just like you said it's it encapsulates what the locks is which is loyalty love basically like respect honor all those type of things like that so i think it was definitely a good way for them to uh to end the album and it definitely lyrically gives you the aspect that remember these niggas can rap these niggas got bars for sure for sure and ada kiss killed the joint style chic everybody killed this last joint that's why i mean again I really like to have that that feeling of the locks at the end of it. That's why I feel like I wouldn't have ended it with the, with the Afrobeat night, just because. I got you. I want I want the last thing I hear to, to remind me of who the locks are, and I feel like again this song definitely does that. So. True. Now you got definitely got a point. All right, so so that comes up for the rest for the end of the album. So what are your overall thoughts? Man, I was honestly I was surprised, um, just because. I had heard the locks, uh, last album, which came out, I think a couple of years ago, like three years ago or something like that. And I wasn't the biggest fan of it, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. But this joint is different, man. I feel like this joint, they, they definitely tried to tap in with what's new to some degree, but stay true to who they are. You, I feel like the, um, the features definitely point that out. Um, not nothing too crazy. Just a couple of sing, uh, singers here and there, and DMX and 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 the Griselda family. So overall, the features were dope to me. They all made sense. There wasn't anything that that just did not make sense. And again, the chemistry is still there. Twenty years later, it, it just shows that the loyalty and chemistry is real, is, is genuine. And uh, I don't know. It just, it just it just shows me why this is my favorite rap group of all time. You know, it it just they they stand for loyalty and love and 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 realness and and I liked it. I liked it a lot. As far as like an overall rating for it, I'm probably gonna have to go with a solid nine out of ten on this joint. Yeah, man, I I, I thought they really did a good job. Uh, again, try. That's the one thing that I feel like is is difficult for older rappers to do in the rap game. Uh, is to if you I think you should still be able to put out music if if you're still able to, but I just feel like you have to know your position in the rap game and know who your audience is. And I feel like the locks, the locks show that they know who the audience is and that 
they can still make uh, good music. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I do feel like this is, I, I don't want to say like a revival for the group. Like I said earlier, I feel like this is a reintroducing them for like an entire new crowd. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like this is reintroducing Sheik for the old crowd because I feel like, like we always say, Sheik is the, is the unsung member of the group. He's never really given his dues. And I feel like, I feel like it's just been like, you know, like, you know, like 10, you know, 10 to 15 years worth of niggas talking shit. And he's just like, all right, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to show you why I am Sheik Luch, why I'm a part. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind y'all why it is that I'm here and what I do. So yeah. I, I just think it was great in that aspect. I think that um, definitely Sheik went the hardest on this album out of everybody, just on pure bars. I, but I completely enjoyed this album. It was like reminiscing over the old days. It was like, oh yeah, this is why I love the locks is because they do shit like this. This is why I love the locks because they talk about this. This is why I love the locks is because they will go ham on whatever fucking beat you put them on. Like, so yeah. for, for a score wise, I'm going to give them a solid nine, 9.5 out of 10. Okay. Cause I feel like this was a very good put together album. It had incredible production on it. It had incredible bars. Like you said, all the the few guest spots that were on the album did everything to raise the level of the songs yeah. that they were on. No one held back anything. And it's a perfect length album, 14 tracks. Like, that's typically a long album right now. And I don't think a Locks album these days really needs to be more than, like, 15 tracks long yeah. anyway. So I, I think everything about this was well thought out, well planned out, well done. I don't want to say that they gave Sheik center stage, but Sheik took it. <laughs> 100%. And, and again, I've heard other people say the same thing on the internet, praising Sheik's bars and his energy. And just, like you said, just taking center stage, which I feel like, you know, all throughout the Locks' history has been uh, styles and, and data. But nonetheless, I do feel like I definitely took it and, and ran with it 100%. Yeah, for sure. Along with the rest of the Locks throughout most of the album as well, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, um, 9.5 out of 10, I think is great. I don't have nothing bad to say about this album. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But, um, okay. well, do you have an album suggestion for the people out here today, sir? Well, I'm gonna, I guess I'll go first then. Um, my album suggestion today is actually Wale's newest EP project called The Imperfect Storm. Came out earlier this year. I think it came out in like June. But it actually bangs pretty good, and it's got some Afro beat joints on there that rock. And honestly, Wale can ride a beat no matter what type of beat it is. It can be a Dirty South beat. It can be, like, you know, just a nasty trap beat. It can be an Afro beat. He knows how to fucking ride a beat. And I think that's one thing that people do not give him credit for. So I think it's a great album to check out. I've, I'm sorry, I didn't pull up any of the track listing, and I don't have any of the track listing available, but I know the first song is like ye yellow, green, red, blue, something like that. I don't know. That joint is fucking vicious. And then the Afro beat joint, I think it's called like like Mojo or Mo Mojabi or something like that. That joint goes ham. Like just listen to the, whatever that Afro beat song is on there. It fucking goes ham. So check out The Imperfect Storm by Wale, the EP. I think it's only like five, maybe six tracks long. All right. I bet. Alright, so in the spirit of sticking with the DMV here, I'm going to go with another Wale uh, project. An album that we actually reviewed a couple, I, I think at this point a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, album about nothing, uh, Wale. Yes. A really good album. I remember we, we reviewed that a couple couple years ago. It came out in 2015. Uh, really good. A, a bunch of songs on here. Uh, the Body, which is the joint with Jeremiah on it. Obviously, everybody knows that joint. Mm -hmm. The Matrimony, another popular song, Need to Know. Uh, just a lot of really good songs on here. I, I like the whole album. I thought it was really dope. And obviously the whole Seinfeld thing, you know, whatever the fuck is, is in here. 
So I, I thought this was a really dope album by Wale. So definitely, if you have not checked it out for whatever reason, please go check that out. All right, Ben. No, that's that, that's a great album. The album about nothing. That's a fucking fantastic album. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here. That's the end of the episode for you today. Thank you for listening. I mean, Mr. Chris Benbass. You know, we appreciate you always coming through. Y'all can find us on facebook by going to facebook.com and searching out hip-hop heads podcast you can find us on instagram and twitter by going to at h cubed podcast and yes that is all spelled out spelled out baby yes sir uh you can find us for your listening pleasure on soundcloud google play itunes iHeartMedia, spreaker stitcher and spotify and you can catch us on the g radio thursday nights at 7 p.m Sir, check us out. Check us out, baby. All right. And from us to everybody around the world, we love you. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. We love you. Peace. Hey, peace.